the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. In today's world, there is much confusion as to what defines family. And Satan is determined to keep it that way. The good news is that the children of God have victory because we know that the family, as designed by God, will not be destroyed. Fathers, as the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God. Stand firm, set the spiritual tone, and be the role model for your families to the glory of God, thereby establishing legacies for your future generations. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander encourages us. We thank you for the privilege of standing one more time behind your sacred desk to proclaim a holy word before your people. We pray that you would free us from distractions and focus and document, meditate, receive the word of God. We pray against satanic distractions in the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. Have your Bibles. It's a very simple verse. It's, it's going to be our mantra. Uh, it is found in the book of Joshua, chapter 24, verse 15. Joshua 24, 15. And the scripture reads, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But as for me and my house, my house, not everybody else's house. My house, not like the house down the street, my house, (laughs) we will serve the Lord. I want to talk about for a few moments the characteristics of a godly father, the characteristics of a godly father. We live in a very evil day, very godless culture where we see a proliferation of sin all over our nation and world. And just when we thought we've seen it all, guess what? Satan concocts new ways to do evil. Laws are being changed as I preach to accommodate sin. Evil is subtly packaged to make it look more attractive And if you're not discerning, you will fall prey to Satan's seductive strategies. Evil has a way of finding you. You don't have to go looking for evil. Evil has a way of finding you even when you're not looking for it. It's it's all in your face. It's it's on billboards. Evil is in advertisement and fashion and design industry where people are wearing Uh, less clothes and displaying more body. Sin is promoted on television, in movies, commercials, and in the music industry where lyrics 
encourage lust, sex, vulgarity, selfishness, and violence. Wickedness is is also promoted on the internet, which invites evil into your lives with just a click on a link. And sin is even promoted in our educational system where instead of learning how to read, write, do math, and science, children are being indoctrinated, seduced, and reprogrammed to make them into something that goes against God's purpose for the family that goes against God's purpose for his will in our lives as well as their spiritual development. Parents, you get the first shot at rearing your children that when a child comes in, into your home, that new baby crying, that's your baby. But, uh, but, but I, others want your baby. Society wants your baby. The culture wants your baby. Whether you have twins, triplet, or one, uh, they'll... The, 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 the system of this world is vying for that child that God has given you. And, and you get the first choice. You can invest in that child and, and redeem the time, or you can miss that opportunity, and the world will just latch onto that child and wipe them out. This makes the role of a godly father so invaluable to influence our families toward holiness and godliness in a wicked world. Fathers, we must have a heart like Joshua that says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Dads, have you made up your mind that you, your family, your wife, and children, you have intentionally, intentionally desired to serve Jehovah God. What are the characteristics of a godly father? What are the characteristics of a godly father in a society that's turned upside down, in a society that's chaotic, in a society that want to turn your children into something that will break your heart as well as the heart of God? Satan wants to steal your children. Let me just say it like that. That's not the message. I just throw that in because God just gave me this. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan hates you, and he hates your children, and he wants to steal your children. And if you let him, he will. If you don't fight for your children, if you don't fight for your family, your heart will be broken. What are the characteristics of a godly father? Number one, the prerequisite for, a, for being a godly father is that you must first be, safe, be a safe father because without Christ, we can do nothing. You got to know without a doubt that you're saved. If you're going to influence your family for righteousness and say like Joshua, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, you have to know the Lord personally for yourself, it is imperative that you be a saved father. Romans ten thirteen says, "For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord uh, shall be saved." You need to cry out to Jesus, saying, "Lord, I need you. I don't want to be a carnal man. I don't want to be a worldly man. I don't want to be. I don't want to be a follower. I want to be a. I want to be like you. I want to be saved. I, 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 I believe." In your death, your burial, and your resurrection. 
Come into my life. Save me right now so that I can lead my family in the way of God. Fathers, have you cried out to Christ asking him to forgive you of your sins? Men, you cannot give what you do not possess. Did you get it? You cannot give what you do not have. You cannot give what you do not possess. Once you have become a born-again believer in Christ, then you are responsible for handing down your faith to your children, to your grandchildren, so they too can have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the greatest thing you can do for your children is lead them into a saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Accepting Christ as their personal savior is the greatest decision your children will ever make in their lifetime. Accepting Christ. He said, what's the next one? He said, what's, what's the greatest decision number two is who they're going to marry. <laughs> who they're going to marry. And I advise you start praying for your, so you said, my, my, well, he, he's just two years old. Start praying for his spouse right now. Because what affects them will affect you. And uh, you, you, can have, you may have access to that child and you may not. Things may go well. Things don't always go as planned. So you better start praying for your children's spouse right now, even when they are babes. Somebody know what I'm talking about. There are some issues out there. There's some baby mama drama all over the church. And it's not just in the world. It's in the house of God. The greatest decision is for your child to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, a godly father is an available father. A godly father is an available father. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. You cannot train your children in the way of the Lord if you are not available in the home, Dad. You have to be available in the home if you're going to train up your children the way they should go. Fathers, you cannot influence your children for righteousness without your presence in the home. There's an epidemic in the home of absentee fathers. Be mindful. It is possible to be at home physically, but be disconnected from your family, your children, and not be involved in their lives spiritually and emotionally. For example, for some of you, instead of playing catch with your child, some of you are playing call to duty. Instead of being involved with your child's education and helping them with their homework, some of you may be watching sports in your man cave. Instead of having time to invest in your children individually, some of you are hanging out with your friends far too much. Nothing wrong with hanging out, but you can overhang out to the detriment of your children. Fathers, do not allow your responsibilities on your job. Do not uh, allow your responsibilities in your career or relationship with others to interfere with your fulfilling your God-ordained responsibility to your family. That's your role. That's your God-given role. And you're going to answer to God for your fatherhood. Well, how are you doing? If God were to give you a checklist on your fatherhood, uh, what would it look like? What does it profit you to be successful in your business, 
to be successful in your career and be a failure in your role as a father in your home. A godly father is an available father. Number three, a godly father seeks wisdom from the Lord. A godly father seeks wisdom from the Lord. Now, if you want to be a better daddy, I, I believe you need to write some of these down unless you have, uh, you know, a perfect memory or something. Because you're going to need this. And uh, you say, well, I'm not having a problem. Your problems are on the way then. <laughs> okay. Just because you're not having a problem today doesn't mean you're not going to have a problem by tomorrow, next week, or next year. So it's good. To, you say, what did that preacher say? I wrote some things down and you can go revisit it. But if you write nothing, then it's to your regret. A godly father seeks wisdom from the Lord. James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. Godly wisdom starts with the fear of God and results in a holy life. You want wisdom, ask the all-wise God for wisdom. When is the last time you prayed, Lord, give me the wisdom to raise my children in a way that brings glory and honor to your name? You know, you say, well, well, what is what is wisdom? What is this wisdom? Let me just tell you what wisdom is. I hope you write every bit of this down because you want to be a. It's going to take a. Uh, you are being a wise father to navigate this wicked world. This world is evil with a lot of satanic booby traps. And the world hates you. Satan hates you. Demons hate you. Uh, they're cheering for your failure, your demise. And you, you need a whole lot of wisdom, and so do I. Satan so don't care about a, me being a preacher, uh, and you're just walking in the door for the first time. He wants us both just as much. Godly wisdom starts with the fear of God and results in a holy life. Wisdom is the right use and application of knowledge. Wisdom is the right use and application of knowledge. You know what wisdom is? It is to do the right thing in the right way at the right time. You're saying it for your family. So you can do a good thing the wrong way. It is to do the right thing in the right way huh? at the right time for your family. Only when we as fathers use knowledge wisely do we give evidence of being spiritual. I say it again. Only when we as fathers use knowledge wisely do we give evidence of being spiritually. A godly father has the ability to discern what is just, a godly father has the God-given ability to discern what is pro proper and what is useful. Godly wisdom often requires us to do that which is opposite our natural tendencies. Only when our life is aligned, listen to this, only when our lives are aligned with the word of God, led by the spirit of God, and praying in dependence upon God will receive 
divine wisdom from him. I say it again because I know you were, you were writing. Only when our life is aligned with the word of God, only when our life is aligned with the word of God, led by the spirit of God and praying in dependence upon God, will we, will we receive divine wisdom from him? You indeed are, wi- are a wise man if you possess the God-given ability to apply and see all of life through the lens of Scripture. To see all of life through the lens of Scripture. You'll be wise beyond your days. That means you, you have to let, a whole, let go of a whole lot of stuff. You have to meditate day and night on the Word of God so that you will be wise. The Word of God makes you wise as you meditate day and night. Number four, a godly father brings a spirit of joy in the home. A godly father brings a spirit of joy in the home. Psalm 16, b says, In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Fathers, God holds you responsible for setting the tone of your home, the tenor and atmosphere of your home, especially in society that is negative, sarcastic, filled with destructive words, and put down statements towards your children. You have to be intentional, dads, about setting the tone, the tenor, and the atmosphere of your home because the world is negative, it's sarcastic, it's destructive. Put down statements. The home is no place for an angry father. You ought to not be hollering, hollering and screaming and slamming doors and not speaking and no child should be afraid of his or her father. Why don't y'all say, y'all looking at me like I'm talking in Hebrew or something. Why don't y'all say amen? If your children are afraid of you, something is wrong. When you, you've been gone uh, out to work and then you come home and everybody scatters, something is wrong with that picture. Fatherhood must not consist of an angry spirit being mean and hard and difficult to live with. There are many wives who are actually afraid of their husbands. Matter of fact, for some men, there's more peace when they're out of the home than when they're at home. It is very important that you fill your home with kind, loving, and gracious words and pleasant memories that your children will take with them when they leave your home. A godly father who spends time in the presence of God will exude the joy of the Lord in his home. A joyful father will reflect and radiate the presence of Christ in his family. When you're a joyful father, people see God all over you, all over your countenance. You radiate the presence of God. Number five, a godly father will teach his children not to yield to the competing voices of this world system. A godly father will teach his children not to yield to the competing voices of this world system. There's a whole lot of voices uh, coming at your children. Your children and you as well, parents, are being inundated with the voices of this world. And you've got to be able to screen these words and 
in these voices. You, you, have to, you have to have a discerning spirit. Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2 says, And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above the nations on the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and will overtake you. It's not even conditional. All you got to do is just do what the word says. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. That's the main condition right there. If you don't obey the word of God, then you will fall. Fathers, it is critical that you teach your children to listen and obey the voice of God because they will be blessed and successful in all they do and not fall prey to the subtleties of the enemy, such as getting caught up in trends, receiving attacks on their self-esteem, glimpsing at pornography, confusion about their sexuality and gender identity, embracing ideas that cause them to doubt their faith, receiving bad counsel, uh, peer pressure and succumbing to FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. You have to be determined to hear the voice of God with so many voices coming at you from so many directions. Number six, a godly man gives priority to worshiping the Lord. A godly man gives priority to worshiping the Lord. Psalms 95, 6 says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down and let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Worship is an attitude of the heart that is filled with praise and thanksgiving and adoration to God. Worship. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. It's a wonderful thing when men can come here and worship with family, but that ought to not just be for Father's Day. That should be every Sunday. That should be through the week. It should be in the home. Worship should be a part of your daily life, not just for a specific occasion. Why don't you say amen? amen. Worship is an attitude of the heart that is filled with praise. Worship is giving thanksgiving to God. Worship is giving adoration to God. Worship is to magnify and adore the Most High God with all of our inner being, with all our body, soul, and spirit. Worship is to interact with God. Worship is to elevate God. Worship is to make his name great, to, to elevate his person, to to elevate who he is, to celebrate God, to honor him, to acknowledge his deity. A godly father knows that Christ alone is worthy of our highest praise. Did you get that? A godly father knows that Christ alone is worthy of our highest praise. Therefore, when you genuinely worship God, you will experience him. Men when, you, when God has arrested you, he will put within you an inner desire to come to in-person worship with your family to worship Christ as you are doing today. Hebrews 10.25 says, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. 
Some folk have gotten so used to not meeting together until they don't even want to be together. And then they grow cold. They grow cold. How many of you ever tried barbecuing? I'm not talking about on this new stuff. They got these new pits now that you just kind of do a little something and all of the, everything is all ready for you. But, but, but they used to have something they call a barrel. Remember those barrels they used to have? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Those barrels with the, with the wire mesh on the weather on the top, the grill on top. And then, but, but then you get those coals, I don't know what the name of those coals is, the black coals, and you put them in. I used to barbecue. I don't barbecue like I used to, you know, but um, I'd rather come and eat yours. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, anyway, but when I would make, when I prepared a barbecue, I would get the coals and I would pile them up on one another and put some lighter fluid on it, lighter fluid on it and get it going and let it begin to simmer until all the coals catch on uh, and become red and ready uh, for, uh, for, for the meat. But you know that, but, but I'm going to tell you something. Now, but when you take those, if, but if I were to take those coals and if I was to separate those coals and I put one coal way to the left and another coal way to the right and another coal way to, and if I, if I put them about an inch apart, what's going to happen? The, the fire's going to go what? Why? Because they're, they're not connected. They're not, they're not integrated and uh, they can't keep the fire going. And you know what? When believers stay disconnected from the church, their fire goes Their fire goes out. The Word of God tells us that there is no salvation in any other or anything except Jesus Christ, the only name under heaven by which we must be saved. We can and many do live victoriously through obedient faith in our Lord and Savior. In Him alone, we are redeemed and forgiven. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas or call us at 210-821-5683. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.